0: is reporting to us. Hello and welcome to tonight's Show.
1: You've arrived at your destination. Connecting.
0: Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on iconic.com. I'm here with my new friend Sandy Adams. We did an interview in the deep dive studio a couple of weeks ago and you'll be seeing that you'll either have seen that or you'll be seeing that over on iconic.com so we won't repeat everything that's there because that really does deep dive into all of this content about gender 21 the earth summit gender 2030 and all of klaus schwab's little plans um but we will briefly cover that in the first 10 minutes sandy i had a great time chatting to you it felt like my first kind of proper show we had books out and we could see how they've written these things and some of the stuff that you came out with I didn't know most of it um or it solidified what I thought I knew if that makes sense um sometimes I need people who who know this stuff better than me to kind of confirm what I think I know if that yeah if that makes sense and you really did and we're going to do a series together I'm going to make that happen because this is the important stuff and it really goes deep into the occult and the worship of earth and how that's been used so Sandy thank you for joining me Let's start with how this current situation came about, and maybe we can start with how they've used the 1930s idea of transhumanism and brought it up to date in in sort of like in the Earth Summit, Morris Strong. How did this kind of first birth this 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 ability to use our guilt and shame of how we might have be destroying the Earth and uh, how have they how have they weaponized that?
1: yeah well it's interesting because um the earth summit was uh you know obviously you you know it was held in rio de janeiro in in uh in 1992 um and it was really it was it was it was a way that it was the, the the means they chose to try and bring in global governance under the banner of of um you know the planet's dying and we've got to do something about the co2 levels and um and so really it was it was brought in to save Mother Earth. And that they, they talked about saving Mother Earth, saving Gaia. And this whole environmental movement was was born again, because it had been, it, it was, it was born uh prior to that in the 1930s in, in Columbia University, where uh there was this the technocracy movement of the 1930s, where um there was there was this this whole um, thing that, that they have been through a terrible depression in the United States and they needed to, to tr- they wanted to get rid of politicians basically and, and the economy as it was get away from the price based economy and bring it into a carbon economy um, or a, or a, yeah, just sort of a, an energy-based economy, and so I think what happened is the businessman Brzezinski saw this. He saw that this had already happened in the 1930s, and thought, "What a great way of bringing in global governance! Let's do it all again." And so they, you know, they launched the Earth Summit, and they got 178 countries to agree to this, um, this, uh, this, this system of, of of sustainable development. They called it, of of literally uh bringing in uh policies that would um bring about the, the carbon economy um but prior to that of course all these billionaires who were involved in the earth summit had already invested in the carbon uh banks and uh, and and the chicago climate exchange and, and uh, institutions like that so they could make a profit a big profit and most interestingly most of the you know a lot of the uh the people involved in the earth summit were oil billionaires you've got you know you've got Maurice strong and uh you've got al gore you've got all these people that had invested heavily in oil so suddenly they were saying oil's really bad you've got to invest in and yet they you know they carried on being oil oil magnets that's
0: really confused me sandy <laughs> i don't understand that and it's confused a lot of people so could you kind of explain why they would do that are they hedging their bets have they seen what's coming
1: um i th- i think they're just thoroughly dishonest i think they <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. think they know that the oil is 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 actually um you know is infinite um and that they can carry on being oil billionaires but at the same time they can guilt trip the entire world into thinking that um there's peak oil because we did have the whole peak oil thing in the 19 i think that was uh, 80s wasn't it peak oil happened and interestingly enough the, the chat that really went on and on about peak oil was um, was uh mk hubbard who was studying at columbia with you know with the technocrats mm. um and so i i honestly believe that this is some this is this is just billionaires being billionaires just trying to make a fast buck on a on a big fat lie basically yeah
0: so what is the carbon economy how does that
1: work well, in the uh, you know the, the the way that they described it in um, in, in tech what well, the best book to read on this is Technocracy Rising by um, uh, by Patrick Wood. It's an amazing book. I've got it here somewhere. Let's have a look. Where is it? I think I have it here. If I install my yeah this book here technocracy rising by patrick wood it is amazing it tells you all about the technocracy movement of the 1930s and it go he goes into in great detail uh, uh, of how the carbon economy um, was 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 set to work in those days and basically you instead of uh setting your your price on um with money you actually whatever product you've got you've got to work out how much energy that product took to make so you go back to the cotton fields if you're buying a shirt you go back to the cotton fields who picked the cotton how much energy did it take to pick that cotton and then how much energy did it take to turn it into a shirt and then you've got the the transport that takes it to the you know to the to the to the to the manufacturers and then transport that takes it to uh, whoever's making the shirts and selling the shirts to the retailers and you work all that out and it's a bit like know at the moment that you know you you get carbon offsets with 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 planes and 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 stuff like that it's all it's all it's all basically how much things cost to to create and that's how you and it's tokens if you like it's tokens so So it's carbon credits carbon credits you trade carbon credits So they would. um,
0: So how would that work on a daily daily basis? So let's give us a. My brain's fried. So it's give us like a scenario. So if I open the fridge, say, and I get some milk out and shut the fridge, that is kind of like. Is it like your smart grid? Your smart meter is showing you how much energy you've used to do that, and you only have a certain amount of energy a month to use, or or they would give you credit for the amount of energy you've saved. On, on a basis of, say, you get 50 credits a month and you've only used 30 credits of energy, you would carry that over to the next month.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, every human action has a cost and a value. And that's that was made clear at the Earth Summit that um, I think it was George Bush said, uh, this is the, 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 the biggest re-engineering of society the world has ever known. And every human action will have a cost. And I think that, You know, in 1992, not many people understood what that meant or what that looked like. I think now we do, um, because that that is exactly what they're saying is that every everything you do will have a cost and a tax. And that's that's how they will control us, basically, um, in, in particularly in the smart cities, because with all the technology that they have available now. Um, with intelligent fridges and, in, you know, intelligent tariffs and, you know, trying to... I think this is why they want to get rid of things like gas. They want one energy that they can monitor absolutely fantastically, which right. is why they want to get rid of anything like gas and and fuel, uh, wood-burning stoves and all that sort of thing. Um, by 2025, they want all of that gone from our homes. Um, so, I, you know, it's how they're going to achieve that i mean it's 2022 now i've no idea because they will have these wild predictions of what they're going to do and they always fail in their goals so who knows how they'll do that but that's that's the idea is that they have one electric tariff and uh that will be heavily controlled and taxed yeah
0: so you will become neurotic so guys if you're listening to this and thinking so everything you do will have a cost so you're just every little movement you will be constantly neurotically thinking about how Mm. is this going to cost me my carbon credits so you will become a neurotic robot who's scared to do anything that seems like the case here Mm. like in an abusive relationship where you're too scared to do anything because you know that there's comes with a consequence so like it's a flip of what they've taught people to do now they're very, very mm. especially in the U S you can have everything you're, you're overly abundantly eating, doing everything. And they're flipping that on their head. And now you're going, everything you do has a cost. And, and not only no it costs way. you, it costs the yeah. next person. So guys yeah. may, so this vaccine thing of you get it to protect me is a way of psychologically manipulating and training people to go. Your effect is having an effect on the whole. So every little movement you have affects others. This is yes. what's mean, happening it, it, here. I know you can, but the audience.
1: Yes, it's a typical communitarian <gasps> ideology where, sorry, my dog seems to be barking. That's oh, okay. <laughs>
0: You're all right no worries. So, guys, it, it, is, it is that kind of mad training that you would think everything that you do has a carbon cost. And then we'll get to later why they've chose carbon. And the kind of occult meanings behind that, and the fact that they've used it to say you're saving the planet, like you're saving Granny, um, yeah. Instead of saving yeah. Granny, you're saving Gaia.
1: Exactly. I mean, the the whole thing is, and it, and it is a, a you know, the, if if you look at the uh, the communitarian um, uh, sort of the, the description of commutarianism, it's all about uh, your rights come underneath the rights of the community you don't have any rights the community have rights over you and this is this is this all sounds very worthy but actually you know it's very ill-defined and it doesn't work for those in charge you know the the, you know if you like the the you know the, the, the people that are imposing on this on on everyone, they have a different set of rules. And so it's not it's not for the greater good, it's actually for their good. You know, for the for the good of the of the the people that are going to make all the money out of all of this and already have done. I mean, if you look at, you know, how you know the 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 PPE and the vaccines, they've made fortunes on that and the PCR tests and oh, it's just unbelievable. So all of this is not done for the greater good. It's done for the good of the corporations and the big boys.
0: Yeah. So later on, I want to come to some of these little boys or big boys whatever they want to call themselves like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and then even some of the maybe the bloodlines that really sit behind them that people never talk about that are really in the shadows guys we still do have uh um, royalty and we do have all the royalty bloodlines here they've just sit yeah. in the shadows because they've realized it's it's easier for them to just sit behind a political system and um that's just theater so but what i want to talk about now is is um let's just cover a little bit more of that maybe these these uh the global earth summit obviously they come up with these 17 goals and sustainable development how does this work and how does this fit into their plan to kind of make you feel guilty about killing the earth Gaia
1: um well it, it it's mainly most of them concentrate on poverty and um and in environmentalism, basically, and that is really what it what it's all about. It's about making everyone equally poor, um, and and controlling all the resources. I mean, that's what the seventeen goals. If you look behind them, they sound very again very worthy. There's all this inversion goes on, and it's all you know. We want uh, we want to end poverty, and we want to we want to to end hunger, which but is a then, feeling. <laughs> Exactly, it's a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what they want to do is actually control. You know the the, the food supply. They want to control. Um, you know the 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 money supply. You know the, well they do control the money supply. But they want to control uh, and, and make everybody equally poor. With you know universal basic income will do that very successfully. So it's it's all it's all in doublespeak it's a bit orwellian well it is orwellian obviously it's orwellian but it's like doublespeak or groupthink or whatever you want to call it it's it really is an inversion of what it really is yeah
0: and that's where the occultism comes isn't it so oh, yeah. these green new deals sustainable development um there was a bit one of the books that you, you you read to me, and I can't remember the book of life for the life of me, and I really want to get it, so I need to ask you what book that was. And you read out a paragraph where they they detail that humanity is humanity's biggest problem. Can you kind of explain yes. what that book that was from? Because that that yeah, that,
1: that was from the um the first global revolution. Um, and I think I've probably got uh, have I got that quote here? I don't know whether I have got it here in the hallway but it basically what they what they what they were doing is in these there were three main uh, club of rome reports which are think tanks really the Cl- club of rome are great for chucking around ideas and coming up with solutions or solutions in their eyes for for how to uh, how to help humanity um and of course it's not about helping humanity um and one of them was was uh the, fi- the final one was just before the Earth Summit, 1991. It was called The First Global Revolution, and it was written by Alexander King and Bertrand Schneider. And they, and, and, uh, Alexander King was, I think he was a member of the Club of Rome at the time. He probably was the head of the Club of Rome. I can't remember. But anyway, he, it was his idea that uh, they should chuck around ideas of, of how they could unite Humanity under a common crisis, um, and get a get a common uh, solution through that crisis. So they said, "Oh, we thought about you know uh, famine, floods, you know global warming, uh, earth, you know sort of earth, you know sort of tectonic plates and all this earthquakes or whatever." And they said, "And we thought global warming would fit the bill. I mean, literally, they were chucking around ideas of of how can we create an enemy because all the enemies." had gone. I mean, the Second World War was over, the First World War was over. The, the Berlin Wall had come down a couple of years before in 89, so they needed a common enemy because globalists need enemies. Let's face it, to create fear, you need enemies. And they decided that the enemy that they they had identified, the next enemy, would be humanity itself. And that quote um, actually says that. I mean, I could get it for you if you like, but no, it, it's you fine, know, it's we okay. just spoke yeah. about it in the last one. But that was the idea was to identify an enemy in order to create human beings as being the enemy of mankind. And and that's why we are demonized. We're not, you know, in the whole of Agenda 21, you know, the environmental movement comes before the humans, you know, we've got to save the planet. And you think, well, okay, save the planet, but what, you know, we've got animals and things, but if there's nobody here, Who's going to enjoy that planet that we saved? And it will be them, it will be their playground perhaps, I don't know, but it, you know, the whole depopulation uh, program, which was really instigated very early on in this, you know, before the earth summit, you know, they've been talking about depopulation for many, many years before that. So, you know, it becomes a nonsense really that they made us us, the, the enemy, yeah.
0: It's absurd when you look at the likes of Bill Gates and his his connections to eugenics and the fact he was raised in up Planned Parenthood, which is a eugenics cult. Clearly, they've tried to cover that up when you go on their website. They basically say, no, we're not a eugenics cult. I was like, you did protest too much, quite frankly. Um, but Bill yes. Gates was. His dad was head of Planned Parenthood. He openly talks about being able to lower the number of people. Have you ever heard of this club? Because this brings up what I want to talk about, the guy stuff later, and it's connected to Oprah. Now, Oprah was pushing this woke agenda, this, this awakening agenda with with the likes of um, some of these authors that she had on in the the 90s. And that's when it started. But this club yeah. is called the, um, the Good Club. They're called the Good Club and they want to save the world. Have you ever heard of this?
1: No, I haven't. This
0: is incredible. So in the names of some of the members are familiar figures. Bill Gates, George Soros, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, David Rockefeller, Ted Turner. Ted Turner is a known eugenicist and oh, he openly absolutely. talks about it. But there, and it says in this article from The Guardian, and this is, is um, from 2009. I found this a while ago. So he um, said the... The meeting called by Gates, Buffett and Rockefeller was held in response to the global economic downturn and the numerous health and environmental crises that are plaguing the globe. It was in some ways a summit to save the world. It's in 2009. No wonder that then when the news of the secret meeting leaked via the seemingly unusual source of an Irish-American website, it sent shockwaves through the the worlds of philanthropy. can never say that. Um, Developing aid and even um, diplomacy it's really unprecedented. It's the first time a group of donors of this level of wealth has met like this behind closed doors. No, it's not. If it fucking isn't. i have been doing it forever. In what is an essentially a billionaire's club. Um, so this was called the Good Club. And my, my reason why I bring this up is because Oprah was part of it. Now, what is Oprah Winfrey doing as part mingling in there with the Rockefellers, Ted Turners of the world? Um, Oprah Winfrey has been pushing this woke Gaia agenda. This. Yeah since day one since the early 90s we all know she's connected to john of god she all knows she was connected to harvey weinstein she's also connected to dave geffen who runs hollywood and all everything that goes on there and no one speaks about dave geffen michael jackson tried to and that's why they went after him michael jackson rallied against dave geffen and when you look into that you'll realize why they went after michael jackson um but aside, this comes back to so all this stuff we talked about is to save Gaia. It's the cult of Gaia. So could you explain mm. to me what your kind of understanding of this cult of Gaia and why they chose the planet as a as a kind of as a, a thing to kind of guilt trip us into?
1: <laughs> it's interesting because you know, do you remember James Lovelock? Um, I I don't know whether he's still alive he's a he wrote a lot of books um, about Gaia and 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 he spoke about peak oil and all that kind of stuff and he was very very big in the 1990s Um, uh, you know there was this whole uh, ideology that um, you know we were we were destroying the planet and you know that that the whole coastlines of the UK would be underwater by twenty. 20 and all this sort of thing and um he actually did a big u-turn you know he james lovelock by the end by the time he uh i don't i think he passed away actually but by the time just before he died he actually realized what he'd done and he he woke up but this the, the 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 whole um gaia principle it's interesting because it goes right back to i mean i i kind of did at one point, I did a, an Agenda 21 timeline. I'm such a nerd. But it, it, I, it went right back to the noosphere, um, mm-hmm. which was in, in the 1880, about 1875. They were talking about the noosphere and about um, preserving planet Earth. And, and then you've got people like Cecil Rhodes who were really into this environmentalism. And it, he would destroy uh, whole tribes of, of, of indigenous people in order to, to sort of what he thought was was do the right thing for the for the planet or whether he was just plundering it I don't know but all I know is that it, it historically it's always been a way uh for um rich bloodlines if you like to uh to to to, to seize land and resources off off the of the um, of indigenous people and the WWF you know that goes back years as well. The W and Cecil Rhodes had a lot to do with the WWF, yeah. but it, it. I think it's just an excuse, really. It's it's been created as a. You know, we know that it's it's a pagan thing. It's a pagan worship of nature um, above the human being, um and it's. I think it's a very new age thing as well. I mean, it's sort of it's been adopted by the new age movement. Uh, you know, particularly in in a town like Glastonbury they all talk about Gaia and goddess worship and all that sort of thing. And the thing is that it's 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 very divisive. I I find that you know uh, the whole town here is is kind of divided with um, between men and women, for instance. And that's what it, it seeks to do. It's, you know mother earth and it's all about in in, particularly in this town it's all about goddess worship and 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 men are men destroy the planet the goddesses all you know they nurture the planet but actually the reality is very different um and there's a lot of division goes on so i i don't know i think i think it's been used by um the, the 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 new age movement and we all all knew that this would happen i mean maurice strong in you know Interestingly, when he had his he had a ranch in um, uh, in America called the Bucker Ranch, and when he was trying to promote this environmental movement, sustainable development, he and his wife hannah I think she was Hannah was um, Scandinavian they used to have uh, temples to Gaia on their land, um, and they used to invite all these uh, gurus and world lead you know sort of religious you know, the Dalai Lama and, and you know, Buddhist leaders and all sorts of people to the Bacca Ranch to, to promote this whole theory of, of Gaia worship. And really, and, you know, it, it's to get, it's to pull people in. It's to pull people in. And possibly, you know, they are doing rituals, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure
0: absolutely, they yeah. I mean, people don't actually understand that. They don't get the occult backgrounds of these, bloodline families and that's one of i think the hardest things to get people across because they don't they, they say things like why would they do that why would they do these things why would yeah. they other than greed and it goes deeper than greed and i know we talk a lot about they just they want to make a lot of money but it does yes. go deeper than greed they feel like that they are at the very top level these bloodline families that they are that they have a right to rule a divine right to rule a bloodline right to rule that goes all the way back from what i can tell to Cain cain and able yeah and i'm not saying really. it does i'm saying they believe this i'm saying i yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily believe i think they're mad but they believe this they believe that they have a divine right to rule um so likes so the Rockefellers, the Rockefellers kind of sit in front. They're more public than the other bloodline, like these real bloodline families. The Rockefellers mm. would have married into these bloodlines, by the way. The yeah. Rothschilds would have married into these bloodlines. They mm. wouldn't have been part of the original bloodlines. They would have been allowed in, allowed in, that's not a word, allowed in, um, allowed in to do a certain, uh, play a certain part. Now Rothschild means red shield. It's my view that yeah. re- that they are there to shield the rest of the families they take a lot of the brunt yeah. to to yeah. so people don't look any further but they are actually further up the chain than the rockefellers let's talk about the rockefellers because they've got their hands in everything at the moment and there also comes something called the great transition that people don't talk about what is your kind of understanding of the great transition the, well, the
1: great transition is 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 the rockefeller foundations um a, a version of the great reset isn't it it's um uh, but it's very shadowy, not many people know about it, and to be honest, I haven't read an awful lot about it. I know it's there. i don't know if you have, but it's almost as though it's in the background, waiting for you know once the reset's in that the transition will come in because that's all about transhumanism, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe it's all about bringing in this this whole thing so i I you know they are a sh- they, you know they they do seem to be the people who are the face of of you know the uh, the new world order if you like the, the Rockefellers and the rothschilds but behind them are other other families you know you've got the shifts and the Warburgs, and as we know the, you know the 17 bloodline or 13 bloodlines isn't it um and you know you wonder how much you know how much they are being controlled as well um and it's it, it is interesting because i mean i was doing some Research really, I've done it the last few weeks about the the Rockefeller Foundation. It was started, it was actually incorporated in 1913. And I I can see that behind all of the the, the shadowy organisations like the Trilateral Commission and the Council for Foreign Relations and the Bilderberg Group and the the, the World Economic Forum, all of these have spun, uh, even the United Nations itself uh, incorporated in 1948, all of these have sprung really from the Rockefeller Foundation. Um, They've all sort of just literally mushroomed up in, in a chronological order from that so I think you know obviously the bloodlines are behind them but they are the face of it and they seem quite comfortable being the face they're very you know you you can look at all their documents you know the the 2010 lockstep documents all of that they're very in your face and they don't hide anything at all so maybe they're the ones that are supposed to be there as the front men you know I don't know but that's the way it looks to me anyway
0: same yeah. here the, uh, one thing i found was really odd that Rockefellers were part of and assisted with the initial kind of setting up of alcoholics anonymous and they had um the friends of the Rockefellers. now what a better place to find out dirty little secrets about people um than a than a, <laughs> a an alcoholics 12-step meeting or a 12-step yeah. meeting for for drug yeah. addicts um that's where people openly talk in the safe space and guys these people exactly. do these things and they did fund the, the initial startup of uh of Alcoholics Anonymous, which has done incredible work. I'm not 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 knocking what they're doing no. at all. I just think it's an interesting point to see how far-reaching these these families go. You mentioned something earlier. I just want to come back to before I forget. You mentioned that that we needed they needed a um a baddie a um a bad an enemy. An enemy yeah. That's the word. Baddies is very is what my Baddie's my son enemy. my yeah. son might say. Um, yeah. an enemy. And you said it's humanity itself. But another enemy, I think, is being set up behind this, and it's by Elon Musk. Elon Musk keeps coming out and keeps saying that AI is going to take over humanity if we don't level up and come become part of it. Now, I think that's a little um, drop in the ocean for the future to say that when that if the Gaia thing, the humanity climate change thing falls on its ass, next it will be technology will be the enemy.
1: Oh, yeah, perhaps I, you know, that's interesting. Well, you see, the thing is it. the the whole idea is that they merge us with with the ai so in a way both of us become the enemy because they they really do i mean it's transhumanism is 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 merging the the flesh with the machine literally and and elon musk talks about this doesn't he and so does klaus schwab so uh you know either way we lose (laughs) whether it's (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's us or the AI, Uh, if we're merged with it, then, you know, it's, it's the same thing. And maybe that's what they're setting the human race up for. I don't know.
0: It feels like I that's a know. kind of like a hint towards a little breadcrumb to come back to. They drop these yeah. things in your, your mind, and obviously we see Netflix completely just indulged, and that's controlled with wow. transhumanist films, and they just constantly, yeah. even the kids' films, transhuman, Ready Player One, Metaverse, and all of this stuff. So let's move on to the um, the transhumanism agenda then. So where did this come from? I know it goes back to the 1930s, you mentioned earlier, but but why is this such a big part of what they're trying to do? Because it doesn't seem to go hand in hand. Logically, what unless you understand it with the save the earth stuff?
1: Well, it 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 does. You see, this this is the this is the the lie. You know they they talk about um, they talk about you know nature and being green. I mean, there's nothing green about the green movement as we know it today because it's it's backed up by the technology. So there's nothing green about a smart city. Mm. Uh, there's nothing green. There's no nature. There's nothing, there's nothing really. Uh, it, it's almost as though they've they've separated. The human beings have got to be with the AI in the smart cities. And the nature is just left alone because we mess it all up, you know that's that's the way that's their thinking is and when I read the global diversity assessment you know that great big book there was so much about oh we've got to have we've got to have you know the human settlement zones and the corridors in between because people cannot be in nature because they mess it you know basically we destroyed it and you just think well is that true? I don't think so. I think it's the, the big corporations you know, Rio Tinto have destroyed it, not, not the, you know, the man in the street. We, we actually are very, uh, you know, we, we, we're good. We, we sort of, you know, we do our bit, we, you know, look at it all, we recycle, we do everything that we're told to do to help save the planet. And yet, you know, it, it's the corporations that don't do that. So it is it is a, it's a nonsense. I mean, the whole technocratic agenda There's nothing green about it and nothing It's anti-nature, it's anti-human. There's nothing there's nothing really other than uh, progressing this AI agenda, which which you you wonder where that comes from. I mean, you know, I look at it and I think, well, anybody that has any um, any sort of seed of humanity would not be thinking of an agenda like that. You know, because it is the end of the human condition if it if it does progress. I mean, we human beings will simply cease to be. And is that really uh, is that really something that we want? No, we don't. Most people don't, anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that do. They think they think, oh wow, AI, it's fantastic. But I just don't get it, really.
0: <laughs> no, but this is the human 2.0 situation, um, yes. and this has a lot of hermetic principles this is a great book guys to read this is the alchemical tech revolution by wayne mccroy and this goes into what they're doing and why the occult reasons the hermetic principles behind the um the artificial intelligence technocratic agenda which has a lot of occult reasons that go back to golem and things like that and 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 it has a real real occult situation it's a technocratic version of usurp they're using it to usurp god we see the tower of babylon coming at the moment they're changing the meaning of word so we can't communicate we understand like in Canada right now where they're saying look that basically it's it's an act of violence to have an opinion to say it out loud words are an act of violence now it can't be an act of violence if it's not physical we need boundaries but what they're doing with the transhumanism transgender agenda is they're taking Mm -hmm. away boundaries so we can't understand what we mean so I can't say something to you and know that you know what I mean. We're all second guessing what we're saying. And this comes back to, again, the smart cities, the uh, the carbon thing where you're worrying about every Too little scared, thing you do. Yeah.
1: you're do. scared yeah. to do
0: anything. And that's yeah. what they're doing. And they're doing it in here. So we mm. end up being subhuman because everything that makes us human and free is our ability to just... Fuck up and do weird stuff and try things out. And that's what they're doing. And I believe that a part of the agenda of transhumanist agenda is changing the way we think and the way we think to behave. And when you live in a smart city where everything you do is controlled, like 1984 and seen, do you long you know do you do you still behave human when you know someone's watching? When the camera's on, I'm not Richard that the same Richard when the camera's off. And imagine being the camera on all the time
1: kind of mm, let's yeah. get your
0: take on that kind of psychology
1: yeah no absolutely it, it, it is that whole thing of, of being observed all the time you, you can't be natural you can't you can't be yourself mm. and um, you know that that's the whole thing about being free and and you know sort of you can't be free if you can't have those you can't be a normal person under oppression it, it just doesn't work and i don't I don't really understand how they can I suppose they're, they're just doing it because they don't they don't really care. they just want us to be uh, oppressed, but, but we, the whole what's going on with the truckers is extraordinary um, you know taking you know controlling their bank accounts and yeah. and, and uh, you know not giving them you know simply the basic uh, requirements to live. Is, is unbelievable and I can't I, I almost cannot believe that this is happening at the moment and, and we're watching it happen mm. and not one not one uh, leader of any country has come out and spoken and said this is wrong now that bothers me so much because obviously this is a blueprint for what they want to do to all of us yeah. because not one global leader has, has has come up and said this is Against human rights, this is against uh, democracy. No one has done that, so we know that this is what they want for all of us at the moment. And we've got a real fight on our hands, you know. I, I love. I want to believe that we, you know, because, you know, I've always lived in in hope, which is why I've been talking about this for twelve years. I've always lived in hope that we would actually wake up and 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 deal with it and and be able to get through this. We. You know we've got a we have got a we've got a, a challenge on our hands because what they want is 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 us to just buckle under and do as we're told you know
0: yeah uh, there's a couple of things there where you said that that, that that there's no other world leaders that have spoken out and i also want to come back to the cashless society thing later on because that just if anyone thinks that Bitcoin is going to save you, I think you've just been proved that you you were pissing in the wrong bucket because that's ridiculous. If as soon as they turn the internet off, your yeah. cryptocurrency currency is no longer anything. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're when you're mining cryptocurrency, you're sitting on your ass. When people and yeah. kids used to mine down the mines, they were actually building something physical. And yeah. they've taken physical world things and stuck them in in the metaverse. You're not mining anything. You're not doing anything. You're just it's the thought that you're doing stuff but that just i'll, I'll leave that side minutes we'll come back to cryptocurrencies later and why it's such a bad idea to to have a cash society but you just mentioned there that no no other leaders global leaders spoke up well there could be a reason for that is the young global leaders of world economic forum can you speak about that a little bit
1: exactly yeah even you know even um even putin has done the the global leadership which makes me realize that, the, that he's one of them he's mm-hmm you know he's advancing into into ukraine they've they've all planned this you know this is this is a distraction from the pushback you know and it's interesting today i was i was listening to a, a wall street analyst and he was saying you know at the moment they can't hide they can't hide the the deception at the moment because if you look at on wall street if you look at pfizer stocks are tanking Um, Moderna stocks are tanking. What's gone up is the funeral, funeral part, you know, the funeral business has gone up on on Wall Street and it's only gone up since 2021, not 2020. So deaths have been big business since 2021. And and the other, I think the other thing was, oh, insurance, insurance claims, because people are claiming, you know, insurance claims against what's happened to their relatives. And all of this, they cannot hide the the bodies piling up. So what are they going to do? I mean, if you look at it, you know, you can't can't lie about stocks and shares going up and down. It's a reflection of what is happening in the world. And so how can they buffer that other than creating a massive distraction somewhere else and putting more fear into us, doing it differently, you know? And is this a desperate attempt? You know, it must be. You know, and what will the outcome be? We don't know, but all I know is that I I believe that Putin is one of them. He's in it as well. I mean, I don't I don't hold out any hope that he's you know he's not in it because all the global leaders, as you say, Macron, Trudeau, Merkel, um I mean, all of them, are uh, done. Jacinda they've all been in Klaus Schwab's school yeah. for dictators. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're not coming up because they're all on the same agenda. They want this to happen. They want us to be um, controlled and depopulated and everything else, yeah.
0: It's incredible to watch, isn't it, how this has rolled out. I mean, I do think they've gone too fast, too quick, too soon. I do think they've completely yeah. popped this up and they know it. And they, something panicked them about six, about six weeks ago, two months ago, in the UK when they were trying to push out at the Omicron thing. And that fell on its bum. And then they tried to convince us that the global warming was going to come. And I was in the train station in Derby and started to see the um, climate change. Sorry, it's called climate change now. Um, our notices on the wall. And they were gone quick as well. And they tried it. They tried to say someone died in, I think it was New Zealand, a woman of climate change. change. People just <laughs> laughed it off. at The COP2, people just laughed it off. So they realised that that weren't going to work either. So yeah. they they panicking. Of course they're panicking and they, they're looking stupid for doing so. But the problem is me and you understand, like you to a much greater degree than I do, um, understand what's going on here and who these people are. But the main people, but people in main Maine, Maine the general public have no idea what any of this is going on we live in a different world today do they wander around and think i don't take masks off boris said this today they have no um, idea how frustration is that for you i know i've i find it absurdly funny but maybe that's my coping mechanism because yeah. <laughs> um, it's mental we're like we live in the asylum and we're not insane yeah. and yeah. we have to wander yeah. around going fucking hell none of them have got any jackets on
1: and yet we're the ones that people call crazies you know yeah they can um, say what they I like, like. I, I don't
0: take any of yeah. their judgments yeah. if I know what they are and, I, and as far as I'm concerned you can say what you like I about care. me I, I don't care I don't put your your level of um your your level of labelling me as any esteem at all so exactly. so you don't yeah. know what I know and you haven't done the research so as far as I'm concerned unless you can come with me come to me with some research and 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 sit down and talk about this stuff if you don't know what agenda 21 is you don't know what the world economic forum is you don't know what the project for new american century is you don't know what the bilderberg group is you don't know what lockstep is you don't know what um the not even the new world order because people all know that if you don't know what smart grid is you don't know what the rockefellers are you don't know bill gates is you don't know plan permanent if you don't know all of this stuff and i can go on and on and on and on if you haven't researched any of this stuff then you don't have a leg to stand on with me i don't you need to know this stuff to be able to converse about it. I live. This is the stuff that we have spent years, almost a decade myself looking into. It, and I'm still learning stuff every day. But I see the patterns of behavior of this cult. I just want to come back to um, to Columbian University because you mentioned Schwab there. And um, that's where sorrow Schwab, what was going on there? Because it seemed to, a lot of incubated the thought process, the ideology.
1: Yeah, I mean, right, right up to sort of probably present day. I don't know because I have, I don't know who's going through Columbia right now, but you can bet some of those um, those global leaders are, 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 are there. But Columbia University—that's where the technocracy movement of the 1930s started, with um, uh, with with uh, the political scientists at that time and the technical sort of uh, social scientists. And engineers and technocrats sort of put their heads together in a facility at Columbia University to to try and figure out this carbon economy. And it's interesting because they shared a facility there with IBM in the 1930s, you know, very early computer, um, you know, sort of technology. And it's it, it is interesting that IBM then, you know, during the war, got involved with the punch card system of categorizing different ethnic you know, minorities sure. in order to round them up into, into the camps. And it was a, a punch, you know, it was that punch card system called the Hollerith system, because IBM bought it off Hollerith, who was a guy involved in the, the census of the 1930s. And he, he devised this system of categorising people. So by 19, whenever, whenever the census was, uh, in Germany, every single person was able to be categorised so they 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 knew who who they were and who who they would come for to put them into into the camps you know with sounds like a digital id system yeah all of that so it it it, it, it is interesting anyway that aside yeah. uh so that the all the technocrats were, were mixing with the with the with the ibm people and coming up with ideas and then the technocracy movement in the 1930s got kind of shelved because of uh, World War II, mm. um, And it was it was, was Zbigniew Brzezinski, who also was at Columbia University. So Schwab, Brzezinski, Kissinger. Um, who else was there? Oh, there was uh, there's was quite a few of the big movers and shakers were. Uh, oh, that's the Amitai Etzioni, the, the commutarian guy who devised the whole communitarian system to kind of push forward this agenda, this weird sort of ideology of, um, you know, communist in in methodology, but uh, in in ideology. Uh, No, no, that's it, sorry. Capitalist in methodology, but communist in ideology. He was at Columbia University as well. So they've all been there cooking up a storm really in, in Columbia University. And, you know, you'll, you'll look at Klaus Schwab's, um, you know, his CV. And he was there for quite a while with all these others, like, you know, sort of uh, Soros and, and, and all that lot. They, they were there cooking up this whole thing, this political, if you like, they were political scientists and they were trying to figure out a way that they could steer humanity into this, whatever's happening now.
0: It's incredible, isn't it, to look back at IBM. Um... His connection to Bill Gates also I've just found out Warren Buffett was there uh, obviously and also yes, Barack yes. Obama
1: that's it Barack Obama they've all been through Columbia or
0: Barry is he's really called yeah. <laughs> um old Barry Obama Chelsea Clinton went as well
1: yeah
0: wow. um so there's quite a lot there that yeah I mean some a lot of famous singers for some reason but also they're the political names that I can find but um mm. IBM you mentioned there IBM the, a lot of the board members of IBM were very close to Bill Gates' mother. Bill Gates' mother sourced the initial funding for Microsoft from the board members of IBM. So it shows you there oh. that the connection from IBM basically seed funded Microsoft into existence um yeah. so it was always in control of microsoft from day one and bill gates obviously is a is connected to pan parenthood and eugenicists and these connections just go on and on don't they? they they never yeah. stop and it's a very small group of people and these are the surface level of people these are the yeah,
1: it is again it's like blood it's like family bloodlines you know yeah. when, you, when you look at uh you look at all that you realize that um you know klaus schwab's father was was a was an engineer and with uh, i think he had a engineering company called Escher Miss or something like that in Ravensburg now Ravensburg was a was was all part of the you know it was it was a place where they were they were using child uh, not child labor but slave labor in the Mm -hmm. factories then and he actually progressed the the uh, the Nazi war effort you know so the you know I think I can't remember his name. I think his name was oh, I can't remember now. His name's gone out of my head but Klaus Schwab's father and you know he 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 got involved also in in trying to develop nuclear technology in the apartheid re- regime in South Africa in the 1960s. So he you know they they're not they're not ethical people. They you know they they they've these bloodlines go go way back, you know.
0: They do. I mean Bill Gates there's a there's a a lot about a great kind of I think he was a he was a distant ancestor of Bill Gates and he was um he found a land he, he found it he became a, he was a pirate basically and he, right. he came across a land that he took over and proclaimed and be owned and he became the mayor of this new part of i think it was america um new part of what was it new zealand um if you look into it guys you'll find i can't remember the top of my head but this goes back hundreds of years so it was it was a couple hundred years ago it was a distant ancestor so the gates family were were part of this this kind of bloodline for a very very long time so he went there and you don't just turn up and go we'll have this bit of land these people had power for a very long time so the gates family were stealing land yeah hundreds of years ago and it's doing grabbing. the same now land grabbing it doesn't same. change they do exactly the same things 100 years ago of this stuff it even has a patent out on a bit of technology that basically can turn you into a rat on a wheel it's called it's 666 is is zero six zero six zero six is the bit of um, tech i'm sure you know about this yeah, yeah, um right. and it turns you on a back a, a rat on a wheel mining bitcoin for them it's just insane when you look at this and they're trusting people like gates isn't it, it It's 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 really, really weird. You you said something in in the interview. Guys, go and check out the interview and Iconic that we did together. But you talked about the smart city that you set up in the 90s and you were working on this mini smart city when you started to realise, hang on a minute, there's something going on. I love that little story because it was like, (laughs) this: how far it goes back. And you were incubating a tiny little smart city. Can you just talk about that briefly?
1: Well, um, I I, I didn't intend to, to work for the big corporations that seem to be the bad guys now. Um, but I felt, I fell into it because I, I was very, I was very naive. I went to art school. I, I studied theatre design, and I, I worked in theatre, and I loved working in theatre. I used to paint big backdrops and mm-hmm. and stuff. So I got into set design, and um, in the nineteen sort of, I suppose it must have been the uh, the early nineties. I. Uh, I'd got a mortgage to pay kids to feed and all that stuff. And I have slipped into working for corporate live events. And I was working for quite a big production company in Frith Street. And they, their clients were Microsoft. And uh, they had been asked to um, create this, um, I suppose you'd call it an installation uh, for, uh, for, for Microsoft. And it was really, they, they called it Microsoft Life. And it was, it it had to be an intelligent uh, London square. Um, And so we had to create this London square. And I was in charge of basically everything, creating it, you know, finding the location and turning, we found a a disused school and we turned it into a London square. And I put all the, you know, I I put the railings in and the trees and there's grass and the benches and all the street furniture. And then around it was, was, school buildings which we turned into a, a cafe, a business, um, a house, um, and I can't remember. Oh and there was obviously a delegate centre where all the delegates would come to buy the software. Um, and it, it Bill Gates flew in um, from uh, from America and he was picked up by um, a chauffeur and taken to I think it no he was helicoptered from I think it was Heathrow to Battersea and then chauffeured in. And he was interviewed uh, by Trevor McDonald on this on the, in this house that I created, um, and all everything was interconnected. Um, everything in in Microsoft Life was a mini smart city. It was it was they'd got cars in the square that were intelligent, you know, with sat nav, and and it, then it was all kind of brand new stuff it was what's that nav. what's that you know yeah. and 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 intelligent. Uh, everything was intelligent intelligent in the house there was intelligent fridges and in everything was wired up there was digi frames that you know you had paintings that changed and there was a lot of um, business technology things you know interconnected talking to each other and for weeks before then all the microsoft techs had been in there wiring it all up and um I just began to think, do you know what? This is really weird. And I, I did meet Bill Gates and I thought he was a bit strange, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just thought this is, I don't, it gave me a really bad feeling, I didn't no. like it. And um, and, and then I, I I did work for Google and I met Eric Schmidt and I had the same feeling and, and Bloomberg and Blackstone Klein, and, and all these people. And I, I had to get away, had to get out of it. And I, I mean, in 2008, I just gave it all up and said, not doing it anymore and I ran away to the west country and um made myself poor really <laughs> I took over a pub and made a music venue <laughs> that's great until COVID. Yeah. And then I, they closed down yeah
0: right oh bless you so that closed so this has had a real impact this whole last two years on you on your business
1: yeah big time big time yeah my my business I I did five months of lockdown and because I'm I, you know doing what I do um and I, I did I did use to use the music venue for doing talks you sure. know and uh, yeah. and in, in, you know sort of getting people to to try and understand what's really going on and after doing five months of lockdown, I could see that this was going to go on and on and on, mm. and I thought no, I can't do this and and luckily someone bought the lease off me um right. and i've yeah it it was it was it was really yeah it was difficult of course it but was you know you know you're on the right side you know it doesn't matter how what happens to you you just keep you don't compromise you know and that's what I feel anyway I feel that I've been true to myself and hopefully um and we're all on the right side of history you know all of all of us working on all of this we're on the right side you know do you do
0: you feel that um do you feel that the the alternative media as much as it is it is and obviously there's people in the alternative media that have come on and jumped on it and taken advantage of it in the last couple of years and haven't been around don't really understand this stuff um people like ourselves i mean you far longer than i have i'm i'm still 10 years in but i'm I'm not like as far in as a david Icke or yourself or, or an alex jones I, I i look up to people like yourself and richie allen um do you think we had an effect on on stopping this in the UK? These and the protests because something happened, something spooked them. Do you think this actually getting this information out has had a massive effect over the last two years? And do you think I without? Do. Yeah, do you think we've had a good effect?
1: I really effect? do. No, absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, I remember in the early days of the of the protests, I remember doing, you know, going to. In fact, in fact, D- David was there at one of them on the twenty sixth of I think it was September 20, 2020, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it turned nasty, you know, the you know, the territorial support unit came in and I. I, I thought, Do you know what, this isn't going to stop us, you know, they were they were brutal and I thought this isn't going to stop us. We'll we'll just carry on. And I got a lot of criticism for, for speaking at Trafalgar Square. I only did it once at Trafalgar Square. Um, and I've got a lot of stick and they people saying, oh, protests don't work. You know, why are you playing into the hands of the, you know, the powers that be? They just want to do it to bring in martial law. But actually, those protests were extremely, extremely important for people to and, and they were peaceful. You know, by the end of it, the police left us alone. And I did go on on the marches. I didn't speak, you know, because it got to the point where, you know, why speak? It's it's only egos. You know, you just literally just march. And but um, I think what what was sad about that is that it was all blocked from from the mainstream media. So we, we were in You know, we might as well have not been there. For, for the for most joes on the street you know they didn't know we were doing it but for the people in the truth movement it grew because you know we we did pick people up along the way yeah. who saw you know who saw you know youtube and BitShoot and all that and how how big the protests were and it makes people realize that they're not alone and i think that's really important
0: i think that they, just to see how they sprang up elsewhere around the world yeah. everywhere around the world then you can't I don't think anyone can deny how much of an effect they had. The UK was the biggest and the quickest, and then it sprang up everywhere. And hundreds of thousands, millions of people across the world made a huge difference. Made a the difference, in my opinion, and I never went to one of these things. I've got a little boy, couldn't get to them, but I should have done. And I need to go to one, and that's something no, like
1: yourself
0: up. no, no, I do. If I gonna, I, I do my work, I do my bit here, trying to get the information across, mm-hmm. learning this stuff, and doing the interviews. But I need to get to these things. I'm quite a kind of I like. I'm not a, I'm not, am not a big crowds person, but the but I need to go and um. And the, But these things shouldn't a huge difference. They really did. And you can see how they changed around the world. The same way these truckers, convoys have changed around the world. We have a an ability and there is a source here where we see things working and they happen elsewhere. And I think that's a, a connection that doesn't come through the internet. I think that's a connection on a soul level, if you want my, my okay. deep and level okay. opinion. There's something being done.
1: Mm-hmm. People
0: getting together and supporting each other in hundreds of thousands, It can't do yeah. any harm. So exactly. people that were saying that they weren't doing anything, It's utterly nonsense. It's clear that it did. It's clear in Austria, they're rolling back stuff. Clear in New Zealand, they're rolling back stuff. If they, and clear in England, it never even got off the ground, really, other than some Mm. masks and a bit of a pain in the ass here than there. They never really got it in. In Scotland, it's starting to roll back as well. That's because they couldn't get it as far as they wanted. I believe this has been a beta test for 2030 anyway, to see what they get. But they've been taught a lesson is that if you push any harder, it's going to be a much bigger pushback. And next time, You're not going to get away with it as quick as you did this time because 10 years isn't a long time or nine years, eight years, you're going to have to do it in. is isn't a long time. Well, you're going to need to do it in seven years. That's not a long time for people to forget. It might be from the end of World War II to now, generations, but you're dealing with the same generation of people. And I believe they've made a massive fuck up here by going too fast, too quick, too soon. And we're not going to see that maybe play out until they try it again. But I think they're aware of that that they went too fast, too quick, too right. soon. And um, I think they're frightened. What do you think they're kind of where they're at now with this? Because we see the distraction in, in Ukraine. But where do you think they're going next? Because a lot of people are like, okay, what next? We're ready. We're in the corner. We've fought our way out. But, you know, like an abuse victim, we're not, we're still, we're still on on edge. We're still on waiting edge, for the next exactly. punch. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've, we've got the adrenaline going and it's, it is, uh, you know it's difficult to know what they're going to do next i mean i I don't know at first, I thought they were going to throw another virus or you know fake yeah. virus at us um you know they they kept talking about you know ebola and 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 you know Marburg or whatever it's called um but that that n- nobody would fall for that now you know they they've almost done the whole they this is burnt out, i believe yeah. unless they and they're not going to. They're not going to release something that, that, is, that they can't control. Sure. They won't do that because they have to control everything.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: why they didn't really, you know, the, 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 the illness was in the vaccine, not in, I you know. know, okay, there was something that was making people, uh, you know, have, have have bad reactions, but not as much as the vaccine. I mean, those boosters have, you know, sadly um dispatched a lot of people and and the myocarditis and the the heart i mean i'm talking to doctors um you know i'm I'm on this sort of thread um and we, we talk on zoom on a sunday and they're saying they've never seen anything like it they're literally every hour a young person is coming in with you know heart problems so there's something so hideous in that in that in that booster Oh, well, um, you should say so-
0: say that. I got a letter from Great Ormond Street where I was at as a kid. I don't want to interrupt you, but it's pointed on this part. Um, yeah. I, and um, on the back of the letter, it said if you're um, I've got it on my phone somewhere and I can't remember. It was something about if your child has a heart attack, you don't have much time to react. Your child has a heart attack. But what made normalize. even more sick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's normal, is it? And it was on the back of Great Ormond Street. A letter from Great Ormond Street that kind of really that did upset me and like on many yeah. levels because that's terrifying, parents. And you're normalising something that you know is an effect from the jabs. You know that
1: unbelievable. I mean it. It, it breaks your heart actually
0: that,
1: yeah. that some that you know children have been subjected to this, and we don't we don't know. Uh, to, you know how I know it's bad, but it's going to get worse. Yeah, you know, the, much, the, yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's it's a tough one. And what what can they do apart from create World War Three? I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do next because if Putin is in this, which I believe he is, mm. um, you know, what could be worse than World War Three? And and will they use that to just cover it all up and and get what they want through some other means, some other sort of
0: yeah yeah i don't see how they get to the technocracy technocratic world we've got about 10 minutes i wanted to just show you this to prove you guys this is what i got through and if you can see that but that is what i got through can you read that
1: it I says when your child
0: has a heart attack it. the one thing you don't have is time. Don't
1: have time
0: that's on the Why back of the Great
1: why would your child have a heart? Attack? On the back
0: of a great Ormond Street letter. Um, I'm absolutely appalled by that. Unbelievable. And that's going out. And they'll be that that will be on on buses, that will be on, yeah. on uh, underground, that will be on these mm-hmm. the bus stops. Yeah. That the sort of shit that we're dealing with. And then you get Prince Harry coming out saying you need to get regular HIV tests. Now what could possibly I mean, make your, your immune it. system collapse? I, I wonder. I mean, I'm scratching my yeah. head.
1: I mean one minute they're saying get the booster get the booster and it's oh by the way get an hiv test go figure wh- why what mm. you know why and you you know that you know that, that there's something pretty hideous in that that's depressing everybody's immune systems and that it's been designed to do so and this is what fauci was doing you know with with the, A- the AZT vaccine in 1980 whatever you know that it's it's just the same scenario playing out again and it it's it's wicked it's it's beyond wicked um because you know they they, they won't call it aids but you know they'll say it's immune deficiency which is what aids is it they'll call it, it something yeah. else yeah, when catch yeah. it
0: and this yeah. is why this is a death cult. And you mentioned the word. David's talked about it. But you, you mentioned that actual term when we did the interview um, for Iconic, um, which you guys can watch on iconic.com either this week or it's out already. And uh, depends when I put this one out. But you mentioned the death cult. Now it comes back to the Gaia thing, and I'll loop back around to their occult, their occult beliefs. This is a cult, a death cult, isn't it? You're looking at you mentioned Fauci there. He's a Jesuit. We know a, that the a Jesuit sacrifice. connections. Yeah.
1: So blood sacrifice of, of, of human beings and children and you know it people think you're mad when you talk about the cult but you know the, the 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 paganism as you know as we as we know you know the whole canaanite thing was all about blood sacrifice you know and that's that's the way they they appeased you know their their gods if you like and you know it's 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 just bringing it into the, the 21st century, and I don't think it, it it's never been anything else. It's always been there. You you look at the you know the 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 was it the, the Romans after the Romans there was the Mithras, and they used to slit bulls' throats and all that kind of weird weird stuff. And it's no different. It's no different. It's just uh, it, it. And we know that these these secret societies have, go through rituals like this. We know that and it's yeah it's it's horrible what's going what's going on right now is 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 it is it's a sacrifice of humans and And that
0: comes back to this Nazi fourth right element do you think there is a Nazi kind of fourth right element is this just Nazi? is this it's that part of it are they still with us now I know you've got I've got Jim Mars the fourth right um rise of the fourth right book here and i know he had connections obviously to, to, to other things and people have said a lot about as they always do in this in in, in the alternative media mm-hmm. they they label this and label that why you can't trust this person that person but if you look at the information in there I and mean, then i wanted to interview a guy and sadly he passed that to me makes it quite clear that the fourth Reich, the 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 the, the, the nazis never went away
1: no no they didn't i mean I- it pains me because you know my father, bless him, he fought he fought the Second World War. He was, a, he was a squadron leader, and you know I looked to him as a bit of a hero when I was a kid. You know he saved us from tyranny, mm-hmm. um, and he went to his grave thinking that we'd won the war, and we didn't. We didn't. It carried on, it carried on sort of underground, um, you know, through Operation Paperclip. Um, you know, the all of that, they, they, the the scientists that. The real, the people that died, that were, 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 you know, hanged, hanged in the, in, you know, in the Nuremberg trials. There were, I think, there were seven doctors were hanged in the Nuremberg trials because their their defence was, oh, well, we were just taking orders, and that didn't wash. Hmm. But the real, the real scientists behind all that were just shipped away to America sure. under Operation Paperclip, and it just continued. And this is what we're seeing now: is the, is the, is the Nothing is, it's always the same thing because the bloodlines go on. The same history repeats itself constantly. And the only way it won't is our raising of our, our own consciousness on, on all of this. And not, not in a Gaia way, not in a new age way, but on a soul level of, of us actually understanding that this, that you know, understanding what's really, really going on with these, Bloodlines and with these rituals and with uh, you know the, the the sacrificing of of humanity, the only way that it will stop is is when we all literally wake up and realize what's going on and stand up against it. And people are doing it, you know, people are doing it. But yes, it's that the Nazis never went away. Uh, we didn't win the war. Um, we were just made to think we did. You
0: know yeah is this a shame we won the battle but we never we didn't win the war we won the battle on the surface in yeah. a sense or we just pushed it further back, back down the line or, or and i think yeah. we could look at that so let's take that as an example of what's happened here i believe that we've won this little battle or at least we've, we've blockaded it but yeah they're still there they're still with us That's do you see, see as in the sense of those seven i believe you said um nazi scientists that got got thrown under the bus there we're going to see these young global leaders they're the sacrificial lambs here for this if this goes tits up
1: yeah i mean it was funny i was i was listening to um anna the other night and she was uh she talks a lot of sense and and she was talking about um the fact that that you know after the nuremberg trials certain standards were set with the geneva convention and and the, the Human Rights um, Act and all that sort of thing. And, and yet it's still going on, you know, we've got all these, all these, these you know, the, the Nuremberg Code is not a law, that's, that's the other thing, it's a code. So how, you know, how much teeth does all that have? Um, and really, are we gonna go through an inquiry? Because at the moment, nobody seems to be taking, being held to account these days for anything. So will, will that happen or was that a historical thing that nowadays people aren't held to account? I mean, you look at our politicians, I mean, they do whatever they like and they get away with it. Years ago, uh, you know, you, if, a, if a politician was found to be doing something uh, unethical, they would have to face the music and be kicked out and, or hand in their resignation. That doesn't happen now. So I don't know how this will resolve itself because, Will they be held to account? And is the Nuremberg Code, you know, enough to do that? I don't know. Um, I don't think anything stuff,
0: going through their system is going to work. Do you Do you believe, before we, we wrap up this, the reason why they're not being held to account is because we've been told that, and we've been taught, that we need to reason with these people. We need to rationalise with people. We need to be peaceful with these people. How long does peaceful... How long does peaceful get you until you are in a smart city with a chip inside you? How peaceful can you get when someone's attacking you? And I believe that this has been a psychological game on human beings to say, you need to take the higher ground. You need to go, do you know what I mean? Don't lower yourself to their level. How can you defend yourself if you don't take action to defend yourself? That's sacrificial. That's going, I'm going to put my, my, I want to be seen as moral
1: moral yeah
0: i'm good well, it, it, above it, it, actually it, it, defending myself
1: yeah i mean this is an interesting point um you know people go on and on about the you know the right to bear arms and they say oh it's violent to to want to have guns actually it's an act of 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 you know sometimes it's a necessity if your if your government are you know if 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 they are if if they're if they're at, coming at you yeah. And and attacking you on this level, is it is it okay to fight back? And I think it is, right? Of course now. it is. Yeah. And I think you know, the the trouble is that what what will happen is is you know, these truckers, you know, they've got that, you know, they could get guns, they could they probably have got guns, yeah. and if they use them, uh it would then be turned against them. Do you see what I mean? Because of the propaganda with yeah, the I oh, they so. pulled the guns first, which isn't true, but Everything has to be recorded, I think. And I think there's nothing wrong with us taking action, you know. I, I really I mean that sounds inciting to violence. But no, but this is what I'm
0: saying. So when you we say these yeah. things that are actually like self-defense, we, we are automatically programmed yeah. to go now. I feel like I'm inciting violence. You're inciting self-protection. That's not inciting violence. That really, really is
1: And we need to get to the
0: level where we go, we take that back and go, okay, here's my boundary. And if you cross this boundary, then this is what I'm going to have to do. And there's no And it comes back to transhumanism. It comes back to the greater good. And it comes back to taking your vaccine to save somewhere else. Where is your boundary, Mm. your Mm. self-protection? And again, do you see what I'm saying? So this is all in your mind of no longer are you important it's the greater good that's important it's the moral good that's important it's you can die for an ideal that we're all lovely people when actually in fact the people that are attacking us don't care about whether we're good bad anything they just want us dead so they have convinced us that we need to be morally good while they get to be morally abhorrent yeah Um, do you see what i mean
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it, it is almost like, you know, a a correctness, a political correctness. that We've got to be uh, peaceful. We've got to be well behaved when they aren't. You know, when I saw when I Mm -hmm. watched yesterday, the police advancing towards the convoy um, and it was an act of complete aggression. It it was was awful. And the, the convoy. I mean, if you look at Canadians, they're the most peaceful people in the world. And they are being challenged right now. And I, I you know, it, it is, it, it, it's, it's a heartbreaking thing to watch those people being attacked on such a, you know, on multiple levels. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I really hope the Canadian, what they need is the Canadian people to get behind them, mm-hmm. you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have something to, you know, to worry about those police. And maybe the police would actually then think, well, do you know what? we're with you and that would be the win that's what what really has to happen is the military and the police have to get on the side of the people who they are there at the end of the day to protect and uh,
0: that's where the money comes in that's where mm -hmm. having imagine how bad it would be if you had a social credit system a social credit score that and they're doing that in Canada that if you went and supported them your money would be cut off this is the problem this is the issue that they're having over there. And this is a great example of why we can never allow this to happen anywhere in the world, Absolutely. ever, ever. You should never be allowed to let someone else decide whether you can feed your family or not ever yeah. give them that power. Um, and this is what it's all head to. And it's yeah. all been done in the guise of the cult of the greater good.
1: Cult of the greater good.
0: Yeah. And it's Except an inversion.
1: It's an inversion. Exactly. <laughs> it's all it's all inversion and and mirrored and it's uh, again it that is that's another another kind of uh, occult thing isn't it inversion and that's what they're doing
0: you've done incredible work um guys please go over and check out sandy's work so where can people find your your work your articles your videos um and, and
1: connect- um, yeah i've i've got to update my youtube channel but I, i've i've been so busy i haven't updated everything but it's all there i mean the, the whole agenda 21 thing you know i, I talk about you know the, the what's happening to our farming industry the rewilding you know the you know the, the fact that all, every, every, just about everything is being you know broken down so that we don't have any you know we don't have any resources um and it's uh, it's all about my my website is um sandyadams.net and that's dot net, and it's um it's called agenda 21 2030 understanding agenda 21 2030 and the great reset um and yeah there's a lot of information on there And, uh, yeah, I'm on um, I'm still on Facebook. I am going to come off, but I I don't I don't have Twitter or Instagram. I'm quite low level (laughs) (laughs) because I find I get sucked into it too much. I can't bear it. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm about anyway.
0: All right. Well, I'll put all the links below. I'm only on Instagram. So I've been chucked off. Actually, back on YouTube now, but that ain't going to last very long um bit shoot and youtube you can find us and guys and this will also go up on iconic.com but it will be free to watch on bit shoot and it will be free to watch on youtube till they take it down um and um also i'll post clips on on the, the instagram channel and the, the the telegram channel which is all i've got left sandy this has been a great i love chatting to you i really feel like, like we could just talk forever about these things there's so much to yeah. learn so much to yeah. chat about and we're on the same wavelength so i hope guys got a lot out of this please do go and watch the iconic interview that we've done together where we go more into detail the actual nuts and bolts of what's going on but i wanted this to be more of a discussion of kind of like not going over things that you can find sandy talking about elsewhere and all your kind of feelings of, of, of what's surrounded it and why this is happening and what it's going to lead to and what it's going to look like to you so guys i hope you enjoyed this please leave comments below and share and i'll speak to you soon take care goodbye
1: thank you your call is important to us
0: hello and welcome to tonight's show
1: you've arrived at your destination connecting